From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 317, for the week of July 17, 2014. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone, welcome to the show. I'm your host Tom Bell, and I'm joined by our Disneyland team, Nancy Johnson, Mary Jo Malata-Willie, Michael Bowling, and Tony Spatel. In this week's show, Michael continues his lead-up to next year's 60th anniversary of Disneyland, and Tony, Mary Jo, and I go drinking around DCA. All that plus this week's news, Roundtable Rapid Fire, and our Diz Sports Threat of the Week on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello everyone. Hello. Hey there, hi there, hello there. Welcome back, Nancy. Hello. Thank you. Thank you. I had a lovely time down in Florida. And happy 59th birthday to Disneyland. Yay. Yes. And on the night that we're recording is mm-hmm. when, is 59 years ago, Walt and Lillian Disney celebrated their 30th anniversary at the Golden Horseshoe, Aww. right before Aww. Disneyland opened. Now, which anniversary was it that, or was it the birthday that he got her the the petrified tree? That that was that was a lovely, um, I lovely think anniversary gift. Wasn't gift. It? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which she graciously, we love that. You got to admit, we love she it. She graciously donated to Disneyland. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. That it's a nice cool tree. To make tree. That sacrifice. It was, and I'm sure Walt wasn't surprised by it. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk a couple things in housekeeping. Um. Did anybody get to experience the new Alice in Wonderland yet? I have. Yes. Isn't that awesome? Oh my gosh. It's hard to believe it's almost the same ride. It's that awesome. It's that awesome. awesome. It has, they've really um, updated their game. The rumors about replacing audio animatronic figures turned out not to be true. But the nice thing is they filled in. The some of the holes in the storyline of the attraction with some really nice video. Mm-hmm. That's a nice way to put it because it it enhances they enhance the ride. Yeah. Everything is enhanced. Every I mean everything is enhanced and freshened. Now the the one thing that keeps bugging me is that piece of track that you don't go on anymore that takes you outside on the second floor and back inside again. You know what I'm talking yeah. about. The, the the leave right? No 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 no. That where you go th- where the two cards that are doors. Yes. Yes. I love those. Right, but, but you used to go out mm-hmm. one and back out back in the other, and they've cut that part of the track off. I I also think they they sort of ruined the reveal when you go out and it opens and you're looking at a wall. Just briefly. Oh right, okay. And the new wall. You know. You know, I don't mind that wall so much because. It it serves it almost serves as a storyline to finish bringing the edge of the building in and blending it in, sort of like ruins, if you will. You know how you've got a partial broke. You know you've got step down walls, and the whole building next to it is themed in that. So it it transitions, I, but I it's, think it's very bad. obvious that it's well. It's not they could have ru- done something in front it's of it. It's not ruins, but um. I think it's. I know I, you know what I mean, though. No, I don't actually. But it's oh, um, it's bad. <laughs> I think it's a um, bad show. 
I just think it's bad uh, show. I know why the wall is there, and it's not for anything yeah. artistic. But um, yeah, it's it could have been prettier. It could have been prettier. That totally went over my head. I was too busy looking at all the the fun video portion of the attraction, and I totally this video? missed that there's a track missing. Oh, I really got to go now. I'm getting kind of excited yeah. about this. <laughs> yeah. You have to. It's you have really to go, Tony. cool, Tony. Yeah. I know. It's worth a twenty-minute wait. I'd also forgotten how just how nice the exterior of that attraction is because it had been under tarps yeah. for so long mm-hmm. with all of yeah. the landscaping and and the lovely leaves and everything because we hadn't we haven't seen them in so many years. And it was only down what four months. It wasn't very. That's long. a lot to do in four. It wasn't months. very long. You know what I liked about it? Um, I liked about not only did they bring um, different sections into it um, further, you know, like it like it enhanced with the video throughout the whole ride, but in some ways it brought you closer. It's almost as if they popped. They took advantage of how the car goes from side to side, and they popped some of that, those scenes forward so you actually feel like you're closer to those sequences than you really ever were before and and the garden area of you know the golden afternoon section because of now they have the video behind some of the flowers that the little rocking horse flies flying in the little you know sort of like stars or something it really makes that scene come alive it does. And did they add extra audio in there too? From like the, um, like the dan, not the dandelion, but the weed, the one that calls you weeds? There's like one of the flowers says, ew, weeds, as you oh, go at by. The end. Yeah. Yeah. I, and no, so that, cute. That was there before. I never noticed that if it was. So, yeah. I, I have a question though, maybe because it's been a while. Well, I don't, the Alice in Wonderland figure, is that? Has that figure it's new. Always, okay? That's what I thought because yeah, I at the very new. end. Yeah, yeah I haven't originally seen. Originally, the there was one in the Golden Afternoon scene, right? And well, that was from the Mickey Mouse review, right? Ori- well, originally it was themed that you were Alice, just like during Snow White's Scary Adventures, you were Snow White. You were right. supposed to be Snow White going through it. You were supposed to be Alice experiencing right. the but whole thing. But they had an Alice figure in there. They added it in, in in a, in when they did the big refurb years ago, and that's the thing. yeah the okay. one the one at the end is new. Yeah, the that's table. what I thought. Yes, the yeah. one at the table's new. That whole scene is but is no, really but enhanced the one new before nicely. It, where she's looking over her shoulder and looking at the Cheshire Cat. That's new. Yeah, that's new too. I thought. Yeah. Yeah, and they took that out one's the new one as well. In the golden afternoon scene. Yes. But definitely worth checking out. Yes. Um, oh my gosh, yes. Also new, um, I think Mary Jo got to check out this a little bit. The Legends of Frontierland. Were you able to take a Me look too. at some of that? You too? Okay, cool. Me too. All right. Yeah, I did that today. Uh, is it fun? Is it how much time is it going to oh, take out of your so day? Oh, it's so cute. Okay. I think it's really good. It starts off in in the Golden Horseshoe. It's actually the difference. We, we were kind of right in, in our assessment of what was going to happen, but it's on a bigger scale. This is oh, yeah. all of Frontierland that's involved. Okay. It so is. you have, um, when you first walk into Frontierland, there's a map that shows you um, the different areas of Frontierland. 
We didn't see that map when we came in today. Um, I'm recording from the Disneyland Hotel right now, watching the fireworks while we're talking about this. But yeah, we didn't get a map. We actually had to hunt a map down. That no, was this our is, difference these in are, experience. No, the map that I'm talking about is huge. Not one that they give you, but when you walk in, there's a map that's on a billboard type, like a piece oh, of Oh, the, um, the land sales office. No, it's, no. Anyway. It's, there's one by the land sales office. And okay. in various parts of when you first walk into Frontierland, there's another one over by the, where the Conestoga, uh, fries used to be. That right oh. now it's like a little dining area. There's another map over there, and there's one over by the jail, and it shows you a map of Frontierland, and it shows you where the hideout is, the jail, the sheriff's office, the um, Golden Horseshoe, of course, the telegraph station, and the trading post. And okay. the, where the trading post is, that's where Nancy was talking about. Okay. Where you um, purchase we that, We missed that sign. We missed that sign completely. We actually went straight for the Diamond Horseshoe and went in golden and horseshoe. had to talk. I mean, the Golden Horseshoe, sorry. <laughs> it was in Florida last week, sorry. Um, we went to the Golden Horseshoe and we actually had to sit down and chat with them. And we thought it was fun because not only did, as Mary Jo will probably explain in a minute, we were greeted by two different ca- two different um, cast members, one representing Rainbow Ridge and one representing Frontierland. And Mary Jo, take it from there. <laughs> so when you go in, they're going to try to recruit you to either work for the good guys, which is um, Frontierland, you're the deputies or the sheriff there, or Rainbow Ridge, you have a bunch of outlaws, and each one wants to take over Frontierland. So what you okay. can do is you can... And, and why You're do they want different... to take over Frontierland? Okay. I... The way it was explained to us... Because there's a gold it... mine. Okay. Well, there's a gold mine, but it was explained that, to us by the Frontierlanders... To make a short story long. Well, to Nancy, make a short story Nancy long. Nancy will do that. <laughs> I know, but, I I, know. but this is... But I it's important. But it's important. It's important. Mm-hmm. We need to let our it's, listeners know. It is. Well, Rainbow Ridge is like the upstart young town no, that's trying to muscle because there's a gold in. Mine. Yeah, they basically there's two towns and they're growing and they're fighting over gold. So mine. this that's interactive that's the that's the wrong use of the word basically. Basically is what So is the interactive like basically inter- there's a gold mine. When you add extra detail, that wouldn't be basically so is it interactive activity. How long? How long can you? How long would somebody spend doing this? As they long as they it. wanted to, and you can okay. you can you can do it like if you wanted to be there for a few hours or an hour, or whatever. You can also come and go. You can say time out and leave, and you can come back. And so it opens every it's every day. Opens at eleven o'clock and okay. it closes at six o'clock. Okay. So during that time. When you're over in Frontierland, you can participate in this interactive um, event. And, excuse me, another thing, you can send a telegraph. They have a telegraph office. Where it goes, I don't know, but I saw them. <laughs> nice. And they were having fun doing it. And you can even get thrown in jail. Yes. So, and they actually have a jail with bars. It's over by the Rancho Lo Park, by um, Rancho Zocalo well, Park. Mm-hmm. Expand on that because it's even more than just getting thrown in jail. You make a wanted poster. 
for the person. Like you have to get there with your crayons and draw a wanted poster and say why that poster, that person is wanted. Like, what did you do to Roz? No, it wasn't me. It was Kim and Roz. (laughs) And 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 Roz Roz was accused of wearing um, white socks that reached her knees. So, (laughs) and so Kim drew a picture of her. They arrested Roz and they threw her in jail. So they were having, you know, two adults were having fun with it. And there's just a lot of, a lot of things you can do. You get gold nuggets, and with these gold nuggets, you can purchase Frontierland, parts of Frontierland for either the um, good guys or the bad guys. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, if somebody gets more nuggets than you had, they can purchase it from, they can outbid you. And just because you bought a part of Frontierland doesn't mean that at the end of the day that you're still the one who has it. Because somebody can outbid you. And when I saw it, I went there um, right when they were closing also. And there were, they used magnetic cards to show who has the, who has purchased parts of Frontierland. That board was covered. So people have been playing this yep. all day long. Mm-hmm. So I think it's something that at least during the summertime is going to be very popular. I don't know if... The off season, if they'll be open every day like it is now, maybe just on the weekends. Right. But I thought it was a nice. I think, nice think annual pass holders are going to get addicted or take it over. Or oh heck yeah, there were yeah. people who were coming and chit chatting at the beginning, um, at the beginning desk there inside the Golden Horseshoe. There were people, you know, and one gal came in with three land grants, and they announced to the entire Golden Horseshoe. That she had just won them one frontier land three land grants, hmm. and and uh, they also cater to the kids too. So, cool. yeah, besides the stuff that you're having on the interactive, there's also shows going on inside the Golden Horseshoe. There's gunfights by the jail, yeah. and gunfights are rock paper scissors gunfights. <laughs> yeah, and that's how you and that's how you uh, settle disputes. Rock, you have to do the um, I forgot what the rock paper scissors is called, but. You it's rock, paper, that. scissors, yeah. <laughs> so awesome. how does the game conclude? Cool. It doesn't. I don't think does it. The, so there's no whoever point? Purchased, well, the point is whoever's purchased the majority of Frontierland, they're the winners. So it's either ah, Rainbow Ridge okay. is going to win or the Frontierland sheriffs are going to win. And that'll be so, at the end of the day. You know, yeah. how, wherever the board stands at the end of the day, at the end of the game is who wins. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Thanks, ladies. Any other housekeeping? Oh, I have something. Okay. Um, so when we were in the park today, we found out that, you know, you, it used to be public knowledge that um, Anna, the Anna and Elsa pre-parade would only go before the first parade of the day. Right. Well, on the weekends during the summer, they're actually doing the Anna and Elsa parade, pre-parade um, before each parade on okay, Saturday cool. and Sunday. Great. Oh, that's nice. Oh, I saw the yeah. um, Guardians of the Galaxy preview. Awesome! At, over at the Magic did the Theater, seats, did the seats move? They did, and you know they it, <laughs> they used it that they used the special effects just right. Anyway, it was a lot of fun. It wasn't a particularly popular event because people kept walking up wanting to know when Captain EO was going to play. Oops! And, well, they hadn't <laughs> taken down all the Captain EO signs. The cast members were saying it's coming back in two months. I would be really surprised if it did. Um, right. But it's wor- it's worth seeing. It's a lot of fun. It got me excited for the film. It people were cool. saying it's the same trailer that's been in the theaters, but I've not seen 
I've not seen what they showed. It, it wasn't what they showed at D23 Expo. So anyway, so it's definitely worth Very seeing. Very cool. Very cool. Um, my, our good friend, name dropping again, our good friend Dave Avanzino asked me to remind everybody about the production of Tarzan that starts this weekend at the Musical Theater of Orange County. Uh, it is this weekend, the 18th, 19th, and 20th, and the following weekend, the 25th, 26th, and 27th. Uh, where did we say this was at? The El Dorado High School, on the campus of the El Dorado High School. And he, he painted all the scenery, right? He painted all the scenery, and he also is uh, Jane Porter's father in the production. So, cool. And all Fun. seats, all reserved seats are $25. So if you're in the area, definitely check that out. And support Dave. And speaking of Dave, he's yeah. going to be back at the Disneyana store in September. Yes, he is. So he told me he told me to start buying Disney gift cards and save up so I could buy one of those name. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's what I'm that's what I'm doing because I really want one with in my name a Disney uh, font, not font, but you know what I mean the right. 3D yeah. Disney name, the the custom custom uh, custom name lettering, plaques. yeah, yes. custom letter plaques. And that was actually a really good idea because that's an easy way to save money mm-hmm. for that. So. Yep. Any other housekeeping? Yes. Yeah, go ahead, and Tony. Probably we've said this three months ago, but I noticed now in the Garden Grove area where everything is being built that they have a name for mm-hmm. it now. It says The District. Oh, really? Yeah, really? no, not The. Hip. Yeah, it's hip. Yeah. The, fr- the problem with that is there's a big thing in Tustin called The District, and there's also, I think, a like, but it's that just as district garden grove and it says Anaheim resort underneath it. And they start having those signs on all the like uh street poles and stuff. So I guess mm-hmm. that's, we should refer to it as district, not the district, just okay. district, which is kind of just really yeah. hard to do. I'm going to district. That sounds weird. We, yeah. When we have, we even say the in front of our freeways and they don't want us to use the. Well, I don't know, <laughs> but it lo- the signs look all cool and hip, but anyways, that's what I noticed. Nice. Hey, I want to remind people about our email updates that come from the Diz. If you haven't signed up, you might want to do that. Uh, every morning at 6 a.m. Pacific or something like that, an email goes out that gives you anything that was updated on the site the previous day, any new blogs, any new podcasts, any new news stories, gives you a little bit of each of those. So, you know, if you, if just in case you think you missed something on the Diz, you can check it out every morning and it's like reading the news or something like that, right, Mary Jo? Yep. <laughs> I, I I actually get that. I subscribe. Me too. I, I, I think it's I, important. I, I, I wait to see if my name's mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> also got to remind everybody about Podcast Cruise 5.0 coming up November 30th of 2014, a seven-night cruise aboard the beautiful Disney Magic. It's only like a hundred and something days away. It's oh coming goodness. up quickly. Um, it's a Western Caribbean going to, it's a Grand Cayman, Cozumel, and Falmouth, Jamaica. Is that right? Correct. Ooh, wow. From memory. It's going to be so much fun. Yes, it is. We'll all be there and shaking your hands, even if you don't want us to. Signing on, <laughs> even if you don't want us to. We'll glomp um, on you. <laughs> <laughs> also, don't forget about the Royal Caribbean Alaska Cruise with the Diz and Dreams Unlimited Travel. That is next year. June twelfth of twenty fifteen, <laughs> out of out of um, Vancouver, no, not Vancouver, Seattle. I always get that wrong. Seattle. Uh, that's a, again a seven night aboard the Jewel of the Seas, Royal Caribbean, and I think we'll all be on that one as well. So you just won't get enough of us. 
cruising with the Disneyland team. Will mm-hmm. we be signing autographs and, and taking pictures there? Or? No, but we're going to get a oh. meet going. We're going to do some fun stuff okay, with the cool. people. Okay, cool. All right, awesome. Um, if you want to get a hold of us before then, you can email us at dlpodcast.wdwinfo.com. And if you want links to anything we talk about during any of our shows, you can get that at www.disunplugged.com and click on the link for that particular episode and you should be able to find all the links you need. Any other housekeeping? Um, I have a couple, but the first one is the Arizona Give Kids the World Thank you. in October. Thank you. Um, they've, they have chosen a hotel. They're, it's the Hampton Inn Phoenix Biltmore. Mm-hmm. Block of rooms have been set aside and we um, have a discount on them. So go to the thread that's going to be linked in the show notes to book your hotel. I'm already booked in there, so I don't have you guys booked yet? I haven't yet. No, no, I no, no, I just, yeah. I'm really bad about it. Trying to decide if okay. I want to take the family or leave them at home. So, I thought oh, Disneyland was always better and I when it's shared. You seem to not yeah, share no, it but that much. This isn't <laughs> but Disneyland. Not Tucson. Yeah. <laughs> not Tucson. No, not, or, not Phoenix. No, Phoenix, Phoenix. Phoenix. That's the capital of Arizona. I'll, so. I'll share it with and Mary Jo. Isn't that, isn't that you know, what happens at a Dismeet stays at a Dismeet? <laughs> yes. Wow. Okay, maybe I ain't going then because that's going to freak it out. <laughs> no, you're going to. It's. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you have, Mary Jo? Um, and on a more serious note, oh. our good friend Carol is going to be having surgery pretty soon on the 23rd. And so please send your good thoughts and prayers to Carol and to Michael too, because this is a tough time that they're going through right now. So you guys are in my thoughts, Michael. Oh, thank you. I appreciate prayers. it. Yep. We love you guys. Thank you. So. Thank you, Mary Jo. Anyone else? No. Let's head over to Tony with the news. Two Six Flags Magic Mountain visitors who are riding the Ninja Roller Coaster when it struck. Oh, I started reading the second flag. Let's try that again. Okay, there's a there's a this is a two parter. It's like uh, it's like uh, the Hunger Games uh, Mockingjay. There's two parts <laughs> to it. Okay, or Harry Potter. Yeah, not Harry. Did I say Harry Potter? I, no. Oh, good. I no, was like, wait, you no. Said Hunger okay, Games. No, I did it right. I was like, wait, did I totally butcher that? I did. But. No, but Harry Potter did that too. They divided up. Well, yeah, I didn't watch them. I know. I, whatever. Okay. Let's try it again. But I know you're not editing it. You've told me that. So I'm just going to make it take longer. Sometimes I do. Oh, so we'll find out. I will never oh, know because I don't listen. Okay. <laughs> Six Flags Magic Mountain is inspecting the Ninja, its Ninja roller coaster after a tree branch derailed the lead car, stranding nearly two dozen people, four of whom sustained minor injuries, officials said. The 22 people on the ride were safely evacuated after being stuck for nearly three hours. Two of the riders were transported to a local hospital for precautionary measures, Magic Mountain spokeswoman Sue Carpenter said. Fire Inspector Fred Torres told the Times, oh, I shouldn't have been reading that, shouldn't have read that, huh? Told Diz Unplugged Disneyland Edition newscaster Tony Spatel that the incident occurred when the coaster came (laughs) upon a branch that was lying across the tracks derailing the first car. It was a lot of leaf noise and then cracking noises and a lot of screaming, she said. I sp- oh, I know. A specialized <laughs> urban search and rescue team was called in to assist evacuating the riders who were suspected about... Su- suspected? Suspended about 40 feet above the ground. Stranded passengers could be seen talking to firefighters who were working to free them. The ninja remains closed while inspectors survey the track in the area. The safety of our guests and our employees is our number one priority, she said. 
Magic Mountain builds the Ninja Ride introduced in 1998 as the black belt of roller coasters racing along a twisting track at 55 miles per hour. It seems crazy that just a tree branch did all that. I know. It was in the wrong spot, though. Okay. Well, you know, did you guys hear about the kid before? Was that in any of the news stuff that you picked up, Tony? Mm -hmm. There was a kid and his father who wrote it. And the kid ended up with like a welt across his chest. And they said, something hit us. Okay, it's probably the and tree. Then, and then, and they sent them off to first aid or whatever, or, and nobody did anything about it. They told the ride operator. Our guests and our and, employees are our number one priority. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently nothing happened. Um, from them telling the ride operator, and then this whole incident happened right afterwards. Well, literally right oh, afterwards. Wow. So, huh. so the story's not over because literally within a no. week, two Six Flags Magic Mountain visitors who were riding the Ninja roller coaster when it struck a downed tree sued the park already, speaking unspecified damages. I've never seen one this fast. Jeremy Ead and Olivia Feldman filed a lawsuit in Los Angeles County Superior Court alleging that the park's neglect, and Nancy's going to be called as a witness, caused the ride to be dangerous, defective, hazardous, and unsafe, according to the suit. A representative for Six Flags declined to comment. The Ninja Coaster partially derailed, if you just listened to me a couple minutes ago, when it struck a tree that had fallen onto the tracks. Two riders were transported to hospitals. See, that's the difference between between Six Flags and Disneyland. Disneyland guests would never sue the park for. A <laughs> well, it's oh, funny sorry, you wait. say that because it's funny you say that they would never sue the park because the lawsuit filed by attorney Barry Novak seeks money to cover legal costs, medical bills, and lost earnings. Novak recently filed a suit against Disneyland Resort <laughs> on behalf of an Anaheim man who said he was hurt in an accident on Splash Mountain. The jury found Disneyland negligent in the accident but said the accident was not a substantial factor in the man's injury so oh i remember that that was recent yeah so this guy is kind of his that's his thing happy on chase yeah well you know theme park theme park attraction chase you think he's heading to disney world for the yeah. guy that lost the two little fingers two fingers <laughs> can be interesting to see how the plays how it plays out yeah okay and then in happier news um the, I'm just pausing just for effect, I guess. Um, okay. Restaurant chains. That happy. Yeah. Restaurant chains strike gold outside Disneyland's gates. The Cold Stone Creamery outside Disneyland's gates at roughly 600 square feet is smaller than most of the chain's locations. But as many as 400 customers, including many tourists, come through each day during the summer. That's enough to make the shop one of the top 10 performers among all Cold Stone franchises in the U.S. Wow. In fact, the half mile or so of South Harbor Boulevard leading up to Disneyland, laden with hotels and kid-friendly eateries, houses some of the top performing stores for several national chains. And as we keep wanting them to tear them down and put hotels, ain't going to happen with this kind of stuff. Those high achievers tend to be accessible all-American brands that benefit greatly from their proximity to Disney crowds. And the fact that tourists, many of whom are families on budgets, want decently priced food and goods, especially after an expensive day at the theme parks. It's our own mini strip, said Brian DeRose, general manager of the property that houses both Cold Stone and the Parkview Inn. DeRose is referring to the Las Vegas Strip, that stretch of South Las Vegas Boulevard that tick all my money last time I was there. <laughs> it conjures a very different image from that of Disney. 
Bounty packs on buffet goers were the norm along the strip about 15 years ago. In an attempt to attract bigger spenders, real estate developers swooped in with luxury stores. That approach ultimately backfired as the Vegas luxury retail market became oversaturated and the Great Recession put many consumers on spending diets. Now, the Vegas Strip is, again, more welcoming to more down-to-earth establishments from many grocery markets to drugstores. Those Vegas Strip stalwarts may not have the sex appeal of a coach, but they can be big money makers. Don't worry, we're going to get back to Disney in a second. The Walgreens and CVS pharmacy chains both have top sales locations, usually ranking in their top three along the Las Vegas Strip. The drugstores draw tourists from neighboring hotels who need sunscreen and bottled water and maybe Tylenol and don't want to pay an arm and a leg for it. Those stores can pay the monstrous rents. They're open 24 hours. There was definitely resistance from the luxury guys, but tourists have daily needs like groceries. No wonder then that CVS is set to open a 16,000 square foot store on one side of South Harbor Boulevard near Catella Avenue in October, while Walgreens is planning a 14,500 square foot location across the street slated to open next summer. For that kind of space in that area, retailers would probably pay a third more in rent or in land costs compared to a similar space in a more suburban Anaheim site. They'll make it up, though, on the roughly 16.2 million annual visitors to Anaheim's Disneyland Resort. San Gabriel residents Mark and Sherry Boyd, who visit Disneyland once a week with their kids, say the move is a smart one for the two drugstore giants. Until they open, the Boyds continue to bring their own water to avoid paying as much as $3 for a bottle to park. Their one splurge each time as they saunter down South Harbor is a visit to the Cold Stone immediately outside Disney's main entrance. <laughs> the shops and restaurants here are average, nothing special. But we like it because it's safe, there's a lot of people, and it's right by Disney. So, keeping that in mind, the Cold Stone has been in the top 10 sales for the past four years. IHOP has two locations along South Harbor Boulevard, and both usually finish in the top three in sales. So that means wow. there's only one other. Um, the site at 1840 South Harbor Boulevard, a two-story building, serves as a training facility, I didn't know this, for the brand's international franchisees. The other wow. site is located at 1560 South Harbor Boulevard. 7-Eleven, known internally as the Disney Store, at 611 West Catella <laughs> Avenue, serves more than 2,000 guests each day during the vacation season and big weekends. Sales of fresh food here are three times the volume of the average 7-Eleven. And Mimi's is usually a top three location for sales within the company. Close to 75% of the customers at this location are tourists and convention center visitors. So there you go. Wow. Very cool. That's the news. Thank you, Tony. Time for rapid fire. Let's start with Michael. Well, Global Hygiene Revolution <laughs> didn't make the cut, but fans of <laughs> country music and the ABC hit show Nashville will want to get their boots polished up for an all-new entertainment experience coming this summer to Disneyland. Beginning July 18th, Big Thunder Ranch Jamboree will be home to the music of Nashville every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday this summer. Popular local country band, the Kelly Rhea Band, will headline this concert experience performing original tunes from the television show along with some of your favorites from the country music charts. Fans of Nashville will be treated to trivia and behind-the-scenes stories about the creation of the show's music. So head on over to Big Thunder Ranch Jamboree every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday this summer. And don't miss the return of all new episodes of Nashville Wednesdays <laughs> this fall on ABC. <laughs> nice. Oh man! Yeehaw! 
Thank you, Michael. <laughs> Mary Jo? For those who like to do scavenger hunts at Disneyland, there's a website called micehunt.com. And they have a program where you can create your own mice hunt, which is really nice. But in addition to that, they're having an official mice hunt on the 23rd of August from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. And if you want to participate in it, you can sign up. First place, they actually have um, prizes. First place is the Disney Kingdom Seekers of the Weird, issue number one comic book, signed by the Disney Imagineering legend Raleigh Crump and five cool. other Disney Imagineers involved with comic. Second place gets a Little Mermaid trading card from 1991 with an image of Ursula signed by the voice of Ursula, Pat Carroll. And third place gets a genuine... <laughs> remember, I remember when these were on sale... Third place gets a genuine light bulb from the Main Street Electrical Parade <laughs> oh, from where Lord. it ran at Disneyland between 1972 to 1996. They must have a warehouse of those things. <laughs> I think so. But um, you can go to the Mice Hunt Facebook page to get more information on this. And so what's nice about this particular game is that it's not going to take all day. It's just um, for a couple of hours on Saturday and you get to play. So look in the, I'll have a link, or Tom will mm -hmm. have a link in our show notes. You got this. it. Thank you, Mary Jo. And speaking of hunts, we've talked a lot about the city race, the city race Disneyland and the city race California Adventure and the city races all over Southern California. Well, they also do a different kind of race called Race LA, which is more of a, mm -hmm. more of the amazing race style of racing. And this is a two-part race. And this one, I think it costs a little bit more, but there are cash prizes. Anyway, the dates were just announced for Race LA 2014, and these are October 4th and October 11th. And signups begin now, and you can register, and you, the cost is, uh, $95 per, t let's see, $95 a person. No, I'm sorry, no. Uh, shoot. They're teams of two, teams right? Teams of two. Or, okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, so cost right now is one hundred five per person uh, through July thirty first. After July, after August first, prices increased to one fifteen per person. Uh, I'll put a link on in the show notes to their website. But this, like I said, is a two day interactive, um, amazing, amazing race style race through the streets of L.A. You'll need a car, so you'd, you'd need to rent a car or have your own car. Um, but it looks like a lot of fun, a little pricey, but again, there are cash prizes for this thing. Um, I will, I'll, I'll see if I can find out more information, pass that on to you. But like I said, tickets are on sale now. If it's something you're interested in, definitely check it out because they do an amazing year. And this is actually the 10th anniversary of race LA. So it should be a big one. All right. Uh, Nancy. Okay, guess what finally came available this week, or last week, whenever it was that it came awake, and whenever we're, <laughs> never mind. Just Let me after start over here. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. They finally announced this year's um, Mickey's Halloween party at Disneyland. Yay! Yay! And it's actually at... 
Um, California. No, it's, no, it's actually at Disneyland Park. Never mind. It's not California Adventure. <laughs> Hasn't been there for years. Um, anyway, the dates for this year's, which go on sale on July 16th to annual pass holders, Disney Rewards Visa card holders, and Vacation Club members. Um, so they're already on tickets sale. Tickets for everybody now. else. Go to your website. Pause yep. us and go to the website yep. and order your tickets. Come back and listen. Yep. Well, unless you're general public, which uh, means you're general second public, class like citizens the 80s and band? yes, yes, I love. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't even. If know you're what second I'm class about. citizens, then uh, July thirtieth wow. is Nancy when you're at available. WDW, general class citizens. <laughs> well, that's a big. You know, that's a big preview. Like yeah, two weeks yeah. to have it out for pass okay, so holders and stuff. That's a. Our dates are September 26th is our first party, then September 30th, 10-3, Now, interestingly enough, the day of event price, if you decide, oh, I just want to show up that day and do it. $70 per person um, and $77 on the 31st on Halloween. Advanced price purchase, Halloween, no breaks. No breaks. $77 <laughs> all the way through. Um, advanced pr- purchase price is going to be $63 for every night except for the 10th, 17th, the Fridays, and 24th, yeah, which are your Fridays. Oh, and the 29th. So those, those days, $70, no matter what, including annual pass holders. Um, 63 is the advanced purchase price. Annual pass holder advanced purchase price is going to be 56 except for those dates that, once again, that we mentioned, the 10th, 17th, um, 24th, and 29th. Those are all $70, and, of course, forget Halloween. Yeah. You don't want to go on yeah. Halloween night anyway. No. So, so anyway, age two and under, no charge. The event times on the Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday nights are 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. On Friday nights, it goes from 7 to 12. And again, you can usually get in, what, three or four hours in advance? Yeah, something like that. Usually around four o'clock is when we say, you know, try. And of course, they're going to have the Halloween screams, um, the Mickey's costume party cavalcade at eight thirty and ten thirty, um, the Haunted Mansion holiday, Space Mountain Ghost Galaxy, all the, all the good stuff, dance parties, photo locations, and usually special foods. Hide too. and go treat trails. Yep. yep, special foods. They haven't given us everything yeah. yet, but they have given us dates. So for annual pass holders, rewards, Visa cards, and Vacation Club. Um, July now <laughs> and on the 30th for everybody Excellent. else. Thank you, Nancy. Tony. Okay, we had talked about Napa Rose being closed August 2nd mm-hmm. to September 20th, and included in that is the lounge. So, if, and that is the only lounge where you can get alcohol after everything closes. It's open till one. It's open till one. However, finding that out that actually right now Hearthstone Lounge is closed. So. Yeah. The reason wow. you can get where, alcohol where, at Napa where Rose till drink? one, yeah. The reason you can get na- alcohol right now at Napa Rose till one is because Hearthstone Lounge is closed for refurbishment. So that's why those dates coincide. So if uh, you want to drink until one a.m., you've got to go to the Napa Rose Lounge. 
until However, it when it, yeah, until it closes August second, so it's kind of like a, we're going back to the future. Um, so, <laughs> so the Hearthstone Lounge, when it reopens, is where you can drink until one a.m. <laughs> so let's let's so we're gonna pretend like the Napa Rose thing never happened. From now until August second, you can go to the Napa Rose Lounge and drink till one. When it closes for refurbishment and reopens, you'll go back to the Hearthstone Lounge. Tell one, but that is the one place on campus that you can drink on until campus. one. <laughs> nice. But know that right now it's the Napa Rose Lounge until Hearthstone. So Lounge. Hearthstone will be open back open before Napa yes. closes. And I didn't know it stayed open that late, but I discovered oh, that right, when I went yeah. to Napa Rose that late. So there you go. Thank you. Yeah, for the Alcoholic Center. Disney audience. Well, no. Also, we have the uh, we're we're um, doing the whole drink around. Oh yes, DCA, thank you. so it all makes mm-hmm. sense. Can we get sponsored, <laughs> like Captain Bye. Morgan or or some we other? Need some Bud- we need some Budweiser girls. Oh, that's Tom at www.info.com. <laughs> Thanks. All right. sp- hey. okay, I know, I That'll do it for rapid fire. Thank you, Tony. Let's head over to Mary Jo for our thread of the week. This week's thread comes from Noel ninety five. And her thread is, first time to Disneyland questions. Taking the family to California and Disneyland for the first time next month, my wife will be running in the Disneyland half and will be staying at the Paradise Pier. While I'm pretty much an expert on how to do Disney World, I am starting to wrap my head around some planning for Disneyland. (laughs) My specific questions revolve around early admission. We will have at least one early admission to Disneyland and one to California Adventure. For California Adventure, we plan on hitting... Uh, Radiator Springs Racers using the first wide right technique that I have mm-hmm. read so much about. After that, what would the priorities be? So he's asking that for California Adventure and then for Disneyland. What are some of the preferred early admission strategies as far as what to write in that hour? Must-dos would be Splash, Space, Indiana Jones, etc. And it looks like Matterhorn will be closed during this time. So I thought I'd go around California and ask all of you for California Adventure, especially for those of you who have stayed at the hotels and have had early entry. What would you say? Remind, remind me, of, remind us of their demographics again. They're. I don't know where he's from. He's, no, no, no. Ages. Oh, I'm sorry. The ages are. Are there kids? There's kids, but I he doesn't give the ages. Okay. I do not. I do know that they're runners, though. Okay. So. Well, that should help with the fast passes. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> so, where would you say that they should they should head A- to? After Radiator Springs Racers. Mm-hmm. Um. Toy Story, maybe, or California. Well, not California Screaming is never. You can always get fast passes for that. Maybe Toy Story, since there's no fast pass. So you go for Toy Story. Hmm. What about you, Michael? Hmm. I was thinking the same thing. Toy Story. And the rationale? Same Because there's no fast passes, it's always a 40-minute wait, at least. So get in there while you can. Or, you know, maybe try some of the other Radiator Springs, you know, attractions. Okay, Nancy. Because those can be slow-moving sometimes, the queues. That's true. Hmm. And they're going next month, so it's going to be... Nancy, what about you? 
you know, if um, I would either go finish up um, the other radiator, the other radiator springs attractions, or I would go do Soren. I think there's nothing wrong with trying to get Soren done too. Okay, because it gets to be long lines. What about you, Tony? Yeah. I would go to Radiator Springs Racers, and then I would go on Radiator Springs Racers again. Oh, because those lines get to be really long. And it's worth it. Get Do it too, real quick, and then go do what everybody else is saying. Cool. And then for Disneyland, True. what would you guys... For the early admission, what would be the must-dos in the... In, for the early ones. They said Splash, but I don't think Splash is open in the morning, right? So it's going to be... Sometimes the morning's too cold for Splash. That's a good point. Yeah, but they're going in August. Well, still. And then I think Indiana Jones is also not open during the early admission. So it's going to be... No. Uh, Fantasyland and Tomorrowland would be the ones that they would have to concentrate on. So what would you say, Nancy? What should they hit? Well, if they can get space, I mean, if space is a must do for them, I would say do that. But as far as the other, you know what? Star Tours, knock Star Tours out like that. Because, I mean, sometimes Star Tours can be a long wait when it doesn't have to be. I think we did that when, when we went there. We went to Star Tours in the morning and we were so glad we did because later on the line was really long on there. What about you, Michael? I was thinking the same thing. Start tours and then get a fast pass for it later if you really like it. Because the fast pass is still run out. And if they have young children, you know, either get in line for Anna and Elsa or um, <laughs> go, go to, um, you know, you know hit some, try to knock out some of those Fantasyland attractions like Peter Pan, you know, before the lines get crazy or the canal boats. Straight book line yeah. canal boats. Those get really long too. Yeah. Tony, what about you? I there's no Space Mountain's not open? No, it's open. Oh, then I'm going there. Space Mountain. So that's yeah. your number one. That's where you would tell yes. them to go. So Tomorrowland. Yes. So for me for California Adventure, I agree with the rest of you that after Radiator Springs Racers, go to Toy Story Mania and get that out because the line never goes down until late at night. And for Disneyland, I think if they want to go in any of the dark rides to do them, except for Snow White, because that one, the lines don't get long, hit Mr. Toad early, Peter Pan early if they want to do those, Storybook Land Canal Boats, the line never goes down for those, and hit those. And then book on over to Tomorrowland and get Fast Passes. If they do those before the hour's up, because you can't get Fast Passes till the park opens officially then i'd say do space mountain and then get a fast pass for star tours because it's just going to get longer but if you have any other ideas that you'd like to help noel 95 or if you'd like to read some of the other suggestions go to the thread that's going to be located in our show notes and it's called first time to disneyland questions Awesome. Thank you, Mary Jo. Thank you, team. That is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Disneyland shows this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening. <laughs>